Hello and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm senior editor Roman Loyola. Today we have an all-in-studio crew. Sitting at the table with me are our uh, staff writer Jason Cross. Hello. So Jason, associate editor Leif Johnson. <laughs> and the, our producer Dan Masuoko, the man behind the Good morning, scenes. good morning. Dan's keeping a track of the comments and questions by you, the audience. So if you guys have anything on your mind, let us know. Anything on your mind. You anything. <laughs> We're here to help. So recipes. We like to stick to Apple stuff. But, you know, if you've got something on your mind you really need to get off your chest, we can help. Uh, but today's topics are we're going to talk about MacBook Air rumors. We're going to talk about Apple's headphones that it seems to be... Uh, be making the uh, rumor mill the end of the iTunes LP we were lamenting before the show. There were tears shed. But first, we're going to talk about iOS 12. So on uh, was, was a few weeks ago, uh, Apple announced that iOS 12 was pretty much going to be a maintenance release. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, well, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Some fine-tuning. An- announced is a strong word, yes, too. Yes, That's true. It wasn't officially announced. I right. think. Strongly sourced rumor. So, yeah. I think... No, well, was it a quote by Craig Figueroa? There, there was a memo from Craig, right. apparently, to... That was leaked. Uh, ...to Apple, even in the thing, that they were going to push back some of the major stuff that they're working on... Right. To, to, ...to next year, which I don't know if that means... 12.3 or something, or yeah. like iOS 13, but push some of that stuff off in order to have more time to, you know, uh, improve the quality and stability and everything of the things that they are doing. Uh, and there were some specific things not mentioned in the memo, but some specific things mentioned in the stories that reported on this that they said were not. This stuff was expected, and now it's pushed back. And right. that's like a, a new home screen design. Yeah. Uh, some significant updates to some of Apple's apps like Maps and Mail and stuff like that, which you think would probably go with the home screen design. There's probably some design language stuff that they all are right. doing together, maybe. Uh, new CarPlay interface, yeah. which people are waiting for, kind of. Um, so some of that stuff's getting pushed off. Um, and. That doesn't mean they're not doing anything cool in iOS 12. It just means that they're doing less cool stuff than they were going to do, for sure. Which, you know, maybe it's a good thing. iOS 11's been a little bit of a rough road. Yeah, so I'm wondering if people in the audience think this is a good thing, or if you're a little disappointed, if there are certain rumored features that you wish would come sooner than later. Well, Kevin on Twitter is asking if 12 will be released for the 6S. Have they announced what version or what they phones? Have, well, they haven't announced the phones, but uh, it should be if the previous, if the previous, yeah. you know, sort of track holds true. The question is, will it will it be released for the 5S or 5C? Right, right. That's, I don't those think those are the ones that might not make a cutoff for right. 12. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking anything below the six, six. is yeah. going to be left it should out. be the six and above. Yeah. At least. So a certain form factor, the, the, the 6 was the start of that particular form factor, right. the plus and right. the regular one. Yep. So that seems like that would be the... And everything with 64-bit processors and stuff. Right. right. So that's, right. it seems like that's the cutoff we can expect. Yeah. So. If you have a 5S or 5C, I would be like, well, maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. I think everything above so. that, you're, you're good. There's always this... You know, people wonder why do they cut 
it, you know, Apple's kind of aggressive when it terms comes to cutting off particular models. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems it seems like that. You know, a 5s doesn't seem that old. I mean, it yeah. is. It's five years. It's, yeah, five, it's years. five years. It's it's uh, for Apple that's considered old, but yeah. for a lot of users, it's not. It's they're they're so. doing way better than every other phone maker. Right. Like there's, it's not. You're lucky to get two years of OS updates on Android. Lucky. Yeah. And uh, and even the things Android's kind of a different beast because a lot of what is an OS update feature on Apple is not on Android. Yeah. Things like. Uh, they have the Google Play services, which just kind of gets upgraded in the background, and it's not part of an OS update and stuff, and it gets pushed out to all kinds of phones. That's yeah. an important sort of component to the things like that. Uh, even that, they rarely go back five years worth of phones in supporting those things. So that's, you know, Apple's really giving these things a longer tail than most companies do. So I wouldn't, you know. I couldn't. I couldn't be too mean about <laughs> like oh, they're cutting off the iPhone 5s, you know, in this next right, release. Yeah. Well, you know, the grass is not greener. Right. <laughs> right. On the other side, it's no Windows so. XP, but <laughs> yeah, which which again is all totally end of life. You know, yeah. they're not going to stop you from having it. But I think yeah. the bigger cutoff, the thing that hurt people more was when if you updated to iOS. Was it ten where they cut off thirty-two bit apps? Yeah, yes. Yeah. When the thirty-two bit app, when the thirty-two bit yeah. app thing cut off, and yeah. because there are some apps that people still kind of use right. that haven't been updated in several years, they're not gonna get updated, and they're mm-hmm. old thirty-two bit apps. Well, you, Ian on Facebook is saying um, if you're on a five, you're miss, you're already missing so many features. Yeah. So it seems mad not, not to upgrade each time. Yeah. It's it's but, one of those things where. You don't know what you're missing until you have it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> totally. So, because people who use older phones, uh, they they see it, they hear about this new feature, and they go, "I don't really need that," but they haven't been using it, so they don't really know what they're missing. Yeah, kind of it's thing. funny that you bring that up because I remember on one of the last uh, investor calls that uh, one of the investors at Boat Group said that he was mad at Apple for including right. certain features, <laughs> and it turns out this guy was actually still using, I think, like a 5s or something like that. Right, so it's crazy. Yeah. And Alf brings up that point of, of the battery and of how before they would kind of, you know, slow down your phone. So maybe that yeah. would, could have been a reason for people not to upgrade. Theoretically, maybe? Yeah, uh, theoretically. Um, I, I mean, now you can, it's cheaper to get a phone replacement, I mean, a phone, a battery replacement now than a phone now that they're doing that sort of deal on battery replacements. But yeah, that could have been, although that, that's only recently that they started doing that. iOS 10, they started doing that on some phones. Mm-hmm. And then iOS 11, they added some more phones. Um, we did we recently posted just a, a article of sort of here's what we'd like to see in iOS 12, bearing in mind that we're not going to get things like a big home screen redesign or yeah. anything like that. Um, and uh, it was, you know... I'm not going to go through everything in the article because it was a lot of things it's a in lot there. Of things, There's a lot of things in there, but um, but some of the things are kind of low hanging fruit that they could really get rid of. Yeah, like the like when you change the volume and that big square <laughs> pop up pops up and the covers up the whole middle of the screen. That's dated. That can go. Yeah. That made sense in the very early days when they needed some like visual. Oh, you're changing. People get changing the volume now. You can. That can become something right. way less obtrusive, and everybody constantly nags them about that. You know, it's not like 
it's not like when you turn off Wi-Fi or something like that where you just need like, oh, I need a thing. Right. You don't need that to pop up every time. Yeah, no, there are just a lot of lingering dated design elements that need to be modernized. So like that, like some certain indication icons. Some of the things that I, I can't think of certain examples, hmm. but to me there there seems to be a lot of inconsistencies of UI. Like, yeah, you know, I should tug down to refresh the page, but then right. on another app, and it could be an Apple app, I tug up. To, yes. You know, those... there's things like that. There's things like uh, an example I did is th- there are timers and reminders and, and alarms and stuff are just kind of all over the map. Right. They do different things on different platforms. They look differently. The, the stop button is the top button on like on an <laughs> alarm, but it's the bottom button on a timer, right. you know, and it, all these kind of things just need to be cleaned up and made more holistic. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're not going to have the same features everywhere. Right. Um, because an alarm is not the same thing as yeah. a timer, you know. But where you can, they should operate the same. Yeah. And they don't. And it's kind of annoying. Um, I know we're not going to get major interface overhauls. But one thing they could do without changing the interface, the way it looks or anything drastically, is just let me put icons where I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's There was a... I forget where I got the link. I believe it was on Daring Fireball, John Gruber's site. Mm-hmm. He had a link to uh, someone who was collecting screenshots of people's home screens. Yeah. And what they have done. And there were some interesting things. Like, people have figured out ways so that they can... They're basically putting, quote-unquote, blank icons so they can move mm-hmm. stuff down to the lower yeah. part of the screen. But it's really just like they've figured out how to get certain icons there that kind of blend into the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they're kind of faking it, but you shouldn't have to you fake shouldn't have it. You shouldn't have to fake that. Right. right. And, and yeah. there are some really, I mean, you see this in all the Android phones where they've put a couple of the icons that, the, the basic icons for things you're going to use all the time, yeah. they put them in that lower area because that's where it's easy to hit it with your thumb. And right. Apple knows this. They have the home bar there at the bottom for a reason. It's not at the top yeah. of the screen. So why are they filling in all my icons automatically from the top <laughs> left going across? I can reorder them, but I, yeah. can't, I can't just move something wherever I want. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand. And it seems like, so to me, I, not not being a UI programmer or anything. Right. It does seem like something though that could be easily executed. Yeah, I feel so, yeah, I feel like yeah. that just like the volume thing is like low right. hanging fruit. That's right. a pretty simple right. thing for them to fix. Yeah. But maybe not so low hanging is and it seems, you know, that HomePod kind of emphasizes this and it, you know, it needs iOS 12. I feel like iOS 12 really needs to implement some serious Siri improvements. Oh, yeah. But maybe yeah. it's too maybe it's just That's too, too much for a project happen. I think for what they're working on. Right. I mean Maybe, maybe not. It's, that's one of those things that we never hear anything about. Right. Like, they, they definitely, you would think that if there was a list of, like, major stuff getting bumped off, if, it, if Siri was on there, you'd think you'd see that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because that's a, a big undertaking. Yeah. And they, they moved it under Craig Federici's team um, right, they changed. last year, year before, yeah. or something like not, that. Not so, too long ago, yeah. So that sort of indicates that they're, they're treating it differently than they had been. Yeah. Uh, and it's... It's been enough time now that we we should be able to see some sort of something. I mean, there's obviously going to be changes to Siri right. in iOS 12. I can't yeah. imagine there's going to be nothing, but I, it it can't be minor. Like you said, it's it, everyone complains about Siri, yeah. and it's been left in the dust 
by Alexa and yeah. Assistant. So. Well, see, that's what I was thinking when you were saying that they're going to do something, and that's probably why we haven't seen it struck from it. You know, they're yeah. going to implement something minor, relatively minor improvements that they would say right. that you can now do this in Apple Maps and stuff and say that right. they've done something So big, lame. But it's not going to bring it up to Alexa and that stuff. Right, yeah. and even if it doesn't, I mean, I don't know if they can catch up because mm-hmm. both right. Google and, and Amazon are, are Running so fast at this point, they're going, they're improving so quickly. But it just needs to at least take a major step forward. Right. It needs to stop being so frustrating. A perfect example is you can use Spotlight Search on your iPhone or something to look up flight info. Right. Like if I typed in yeah. American Flight 1130, AA 1130, or anything like that in Spotlight, I can get like a cool little map with where the right. flight is and what its time suggested and stuff like that. But Siri doesn't know anything about it. Right. Right. Like I can ask Siri and I just get web search results. Right. Why? You have Spotlight has the info Spotlight, right there on yeah. my phone. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know why common data questions like that, that even things that they know kind of are yeah. not handled. That's It's really frustrating. It's almost like the two teams, the Siri team and the Spotlight team, aren't talking to each other about right. well they probably are now that it's craig frederick's thing right that's, that's, that's true yeah. you know that's that he's the os guy right? right so they're bringing it in i think they're thinking of it more as an os component right mm-hmm. that's uh, true. hopefully yeah. we'll see a lot of expansions to siri kit let right. more yeah. types of apps and services tie into siri that would help a lot mm-hmm. i would love to be able to get weather information from siri from my weather app instead of just weather channel whoever provides right you know their information i think there's Stuff that I find more accurate. Right. So, one of the things that surprised me the other day, um, I got it, you know, I have an Apple Watch, had it for about a month now, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, you know, when does the 48 bus arrive at this stop? And I thought that right. I would be able to get something. Now, it did actually give me the route and stuff, but I was surprised. And, you know, let's be a little chauvinist here. San Francisco, just down the road from Apple, yeah. you know, you would think that they would have the public transit information and that. No, it just gives me the route. I was happy for that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and in some some ways, they give you the expected times, the timetable, but that's not the same as the live times. Right. And exactly. you, would, you would think that there would be, if there was at least a Siri kit transit domain, mm-hmm. then you could have a BART, a BART or a Muni app right. installed that would feed that data to Siri, you know, and then you could ask Siri for that information. And, and there is a Muni app that. that's very accurate for that. Yeah, so. exactly. It's pulling the same stuff that displays in the bus stops and mm-hmm. stuff. So then you could th- then every transit company could do that. Apple doesn't have to worry about, oh, we're trying to pull all this data in from everyone in all these different formats or something. Just, you know, make a Siri kit domain for that and let the app developers handle it. Yes. They can do that, so but have, they don't. We have a couple of comments on Siri. Sure. Uh, Alf on Twitter is saying, uh, Siri is crippled by privacy. So I'm curious to how you guys respond to that. Um, and then Talman uh, on YouTube is saying, it feels like lazy arrogance on Apple's part to leave Siri less than half-baked after all these years. Um, and Shamal on Facebook is saying, why don't they have always on Siri? They like, kind of do, like they, they do for the Apple Watch Series Three. I'm not. I'm not sure what the, uh, for the last one. I'm not sure what mm. they mean. They there is always listening and, Siri instead of the just hey Siri command. So oh, you mean like okay? So I know that some of the other ones, like you don't have to say hey Siri every time. Is that basically what you're talking about? Because if I'm talking to stuff usually on here, it's got to be. 
so same person con- did. So yeah. like within context, exactly like multiple inquiries. So you don't have to say it. And what would be this? And what would be that? Following up, you know. A follow up. Yeah, yes, if it just I kept see. kept listening after right. each query. I mean, other than that, I mean, they already do have an always always listening mode on the last several years worth of iPhones. Uh-huh. Um, you can turn it yeah. off if you like, but right. but other than that, it's not any more or less always on than, say, Apple Watches. You still have to say, hey, Siri, but you don't have to tap or do anything to wake anything up. You don't have to have it plugged in anymore, any of that stuff. Um, but in terms of it being crippled by privacy, they are somewhat... Yeah. They're, Apple's operating on hard mode there where there's a lot that they don't transmit to their own you know, servers and aggregate and use to train Siri and make Siri learn things and yeah. stuff. But even then, you know, obviously Siri gets information from the web now if you're asking it for information that needs to get right. pulled live from right. the web, you know, traffic or whatever. Uh, and it's still just not doing a good enough job with that stuff. Uh, there's There's plenty even within the context of them anonymizing everything as they do and encrypting yeah. everything and sending it, then that it could be doing way, way better. Right. Yeah. But it's definitely hard. It's definitely much harder yeah. to, to implement as much on the phone as they do as compared to everything being done in the cloud with everybody's private yeah. data <laughs> that it, Google or Amazon does. It seems like, and I have no experience at AI or anything like that, but it seems like, you know... It, Google and Amazon are very much internet dependent. Yeah. And Siri needs to be, they need to figure, Apple needs to figure out a way to make it robust locally. So on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it can't, so it can address the personal uh, inquiries. And, you know, that's, I guess that's, that's really difficult for it's a lot yeah. of data, a lot of computing. Yeah. It's a it, lot of computing. Things that it does now operating off of your data. Right. Like if you ask it to show you pictures of, you know, a certain person, or if you ask it uh, something about your e- that it would find in your email and stuff, yeah. it runs all that stuff on your phone, right? And that kind of makes it slow in a way. It takes yeah. a while to sort of compile that uh, stuff and get it ready. You know, like right after you update your phone or uh, whatever, right, it's, right. it's going to take some time to kind of index all those things yeah. and everything. But it, it's good for privacy, so I don't necessarily think that's bad. But yeah. a good example is that that flight info thing. That's not a local thing. Right. It's not expected right, right. to be a local thing. What? Why would that not work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we have a couple wishes from Facebook. Um, Gerard is wishing for uh, time settings, so settings that could be set up uh, for specific time periods. An example he has is he has children, so when he goes to bed, he could have the alarm set to a different volume, um, and the and just the lighting and the different other phone settings. Um, and then another one is just okay. kind of uh, clean up. So just cleaning up the whole thing, getting it consistent, kind of like what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I think that's more what we can expect is, is the, the cleanup stuff we can expect. Um, as far as time-dependent settings, I would love to see a really robust n- a night mode. Everybody's been asking for that for a while. That would allow... Um, the OS, you could set, when do I go into night mode? And it could be at a certain time of day. It could be uh, automatic based on ambient light, based on the sundown time, whatever. And then when it goes into dark mode, certain things would happen. You'd be able to set a volume max. Maybe the brightness goes down. Maybe you f- everything flips to being sort of black backgrounds instead of white. And then apps would be able to say, if I'm in, if the OS is in dark mode, I'm going to behave this way. You know, 
there'd be an API and things. People have been asking that for that for a long time, and I kind of address that in the article as well. That's something we would love. I think that's probably way too ambitious for iOS 12 based on what we know about what they're doing. Uh, but they could take that first baby step of just saying, you know, there is a mode where at least the basic core UI stuff, not all your apps and not a whole API and all that stuff, but the core UI stuff could have a dark mode that sort of black backgrounds things, you know. Yeah. Mark also has uh, another one. Um, I have an iPhone 10 and an Apple Watch 3 in iOS 12. I would like my phone to remain unlocked if my phone is within two to three feet from it. Oh yeah, that's another one I um, I uh, uh, brought up in the in the article. That's one of the the twelve or so things I listed. Right. They need to steal some ideas from uh, Android's Smart Unlock. Uh, and Smart Unlock on Android lets you leave your phone, keep your phone unlocked if it's connected to a specific Bluetooth device. And every Bluetooth device you connect to, whether it's your watch or your car or whatever, a speaker. Uh, you get to say, oh, leave my device unlocked when it's connected to this. Mm -hmm. So you could do it by that. You can do it by location, and it will geofence a location, so you could always have it unlocked when you're at home or something. And then um, and you can. there's even some phones that will use the accelerometer to kind of determine whether it's on your body or not right. and will leave it unlocked while you have it in a pocket or in your hand or something, and then when you put it down on the table or give it to someone or something, it stops. I don't think... Apple's so privacy concerned that I don't think they would do all that stuff. But they can do something. They can do, if my Apple Watch can unlock my Mac, then it can keep my phone unlocked when I'm within a certain distance of it, like he says. Um, and it, they could do certain, like, at home or at work, keep it unlocked things where it's looking for the Wi-Fi and the geofencing. They could put time limits on these things. Like, it only keeps it unlocked for a certain number of hours. And then you'd have to, you know... Use your face ID, touch ID again. But doing something to keep your phone unlocked more easily would be great, would be a really big thing. Yeah, and Shamal, I'm not too familiar with this, but Shamal asks, what about Xcode for iOS for the iPad Pro? That isn't, I don't know what that is. So Xcode is basically the developer app for, right. for writing code. So, but... Um, is there? I'm not aware if there of there being an issue with Xcode with the iPad Pro in particular. Is there? Yeah, Shamal, maybe you can. Uh, yeah, ask. if you could give us a little more context, I don't know what what's missing in terms of Xcode for the iPad Pro. And uh, Gerard is asking: Would be great to have a customized lock screen to show your favorite apps' updated info. Um, right, widgets on the lock screen, something like that. How much do you think? I don't think Apple would. Apple would Apple ever would allow a lot of customize. I feel like that kind of goes against Apple. Customize. Like, yeah, yeah, they they want this is this is what you should have. This right. is what they tell you, right? They give you. Um, I mean, they let you. They let apps do widgets on the home screen, not the lock screen, and you that sort of left of first home screen. Uh, and I think there's there's been some call for like, well, why can't we have widgets on the lock screen? And I don't think Apple would ever go there because they want to leave all that room for for notifications. Um, I would like to to I would like to see, especially now that they have an OLED phone, I'd like to see an always on screen mm -hmm. that just at least gives me some notifications saying, you know, there's this app has an update, this app has information for you, and then I unlock my phone and go in there. But I don't think. 
yeah, I don't think customizable lock screen is coming anytime soon. Do you think that the... Um, that doesn't seem very Apple. <laughs> exactly. And another thing, I know you were saying that the OLED screens would actually help with it, but do you think mm -hmm. that an off always on phone? Because, you know, batter, you know Apple does kind of get heck for having bad battery life com comparison. Yeah. Do you think Which that is even funny because they don't. They actually, they actually, their battery does last as long That's as most Android thought, phones. Yes. Yeah, they, Android phones have much bigger batteries, and then you go to use them, and in actual use, they don't actually get more sort of real use time and screen on time. And right. iPhones are killing it in, uh, in like, standby mode uh -huh. time. It, they're just destroying most of the Android right. phones. Um, but you, you think, what, in LED phones, would it be a problem? or? That, I would definitely wonder about that. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... But the the battery draw of a black screen with just like your the time and a couple of like icons mm -hmm. and stuff in in white on a lock screen is it's like a fraction of a percent on an OLED screen because right. you're only using battery on the lit up pixels. So they could do it. Yeah. Another thing, what you were talking about the widgets on the home screen, I, I think you know that would you know I already think Apple has a problem with the notifications on there. I think that's going to be making it too complicated for the relatively simple look that they're going for. And right. Yes, and that, I don't think they would ever go in that direction. Going back to the Xcode, so Xcode runs on the Mac. Yeah. So, and I, I'm guessing what he's there. There have been rumors. There have been rumors um, of Xcode coming to iPad. And iPad oh, Pro, to, to, so you could develop directly, apps on, the directly iPad. on the iPad, but it hasn't uh, come to fruition. So that's what I'm guessing. Uh, what the viewer was asking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, if, if Apple uh, wants to be all what's a computer about it, and right. they all and they also want to like tell us kids can code, they all have the right. all that Swift. I mean, they have all that stuff to teach kids Swift and everything, and that's on iPad. Right. They have Swift. Right. But it. Right, and they have what? What's the name of the Swift Playground? Swift Playground. Yeah. So that's so, a, that's on iPad. So I, right. yeah, I could see them doing that on iPad Pro. Right, but so Swift Playgrounds now. tends to be maybe more novice. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, in a, it's sort of a teach kids the code kind of thing. Right, like you're not going to make a real app that you just deploy in the store and update. Right, and so so that's what I'm guessing the uh, viewer was asking about when was that coming out? That'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah. They could so, do that. Why not? So I, I could see that happening. It's I mean, this rumor's been out for a while, so I could see that happening in WWDC. It would be really. So. It would actually be really nice to be able to test you, like your virtual iPhone screen on your iPad, and yeah. you have all the touch and everything to be able to test your app. That I mean, there yeah. there'd actually be a lot of benefits to yeah. having it on your iPad. Yeah, I think that'd be great. So the person who asked that question, I, I hope I got that correct. I wasn't sure. I yeah. I, I knew it. Ran, it rang a bell, and I had to do a little quick search to see what what it was well, so Shamal never followed up but mark has a kind of a, an interesting one is i would love uh to be set a warrant so that the, there would be a warning on your watch if your phone is 10 12 50 feet away from you so you know when you left it behind and you know alternatively you could also have it so that like maybe uh if you had a watch on your child it's like oh your child's like you know running off somewhere yeah uh you know or they're too still for a second, which means they're probably getting in trouble. And then yeah. you can just get a, one of those tile things and put it get put it in your kid's pocket or something. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's yeah. just at least when you could have it. It's hard to go exact ranges, you know. But you could right. at least say, oh, when your watch leaves Bluetooth range of your phone mm -hmm. and it loses its Bluetooth connection, pop up a I warning, and useful. that would that would be at least something. Yeah. 
My niece has, she's in the fifth grade, sixth grade, fifth grade. She's in the fifth grade and she has, and she's a small girl, mm-hmm. but she has this giant watch that has like limited cellular capability. So if like she's an emergency in an emergency or needs to text her parents, she can do so. But this watch is like, it's even bigger than my Apple watch. Wow. It's so yeah. gigantic. And I just th- sit there and go, whoa, that's. And the thing is, she's a small girl, so it, it looks like this big giant, like yeah. Wonder probably, Woman bracelet on her. It probably doesn't do anything right. other than a watch, exactly, except it's, for call their parents right. in an emergency. Right. So, like, could you guys think, find a smaller cellular chip to put in that thing? Is Not that, cheaply, probably. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's it, there's probably really price yeah. sensitive about that. So, but, yeah, that'd be cool. So. You know, we'll probably be talking more about iOS 12 as WWDC approaches in June. We still haven't gotten official updates for that. But, you know, it's March. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the uh, iOS 12 and Mac OS, whatever it's going to be called, talk is going to uh, only happen more frequently. So we'll talk about that more in upcoming uh, podcasts and look for more coverage on our site. So... Speaking of WWDC and other products that might be announced, maybe we'll see a new MacBook Air? Yeah. I don't know. There was a rumor, uh, a report by, uh, oh, I forget who did the report. No, one was from Ming-Chi Kuo. Was, well, 9to5Mac yeah. did the original reporting on it, and uh, but the, yeah, it was Ming-Chi Kuo of KGI Securities reported that Apple is working on a MacBook Air uh, update, which is nice because the MacBook Air hasn't been updated, I want to say, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. But then there also makes you kind of go, huh? What? 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 And they, and it, they seem to want to, the, the rumor said it's going to be a low cost thing, maybe even a price dropped from what, what yeah. you pay now. And that kind of makes sense in the sense that uh, the MacBook which is, you know, a retina screen right. and a smaller footprint and USB-C and all that stuff, it's a little pricey, right. you know. Yeah. And the MacBook, like you said, the MacBook Air is old. Right. The question is, how much are they going to update it? Like, well, it that's still the has these thing, giant yeah. bezels. It's got a low-res screen. It's got yeah. an old pro- If it's just a processor update, I mean, I kind of feel like they need at least a retina display in there. Well, so I'm interested. We're interested to hear from people watching. What do they think about the MacBook Air if, if they updated it? What... What would it need to be updated with for you to consider buying one? Are you excited about an update? Let us know yeah. what you think. So here's but, an idea that I have, and it's not so much you know talking about it as a, from a consumer angle and stuff like uh-huh. that. So what about education? Um, Apple has been trying to get back into schools with the iPad, mm-hmm. but beginning in 2016, Chromebooks actually started passing up yeah. the, uh, yep. the iPad, and um, so it would still be an expensive device because according to the projections, it would be about 799 to 899. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Chromebooks are going way up. According to Gartner, we uh, had about 10.9 million units. Uh, that was a growth uh, from about 16.3% compared to 2018. It's expected to be up to um, 8.6% per 6, um, after that, and it's supposedly kind of keep going up into the double digits. Maybe because Apple has always had this big focus on, you know, educations, being in the school mm-hmm. and stuff, this could be their entry back into having relatively affordable units into kids' hands again, and I don't think anybody's yeah. talking about that. Well, when Apple decided to put the MacBook Air on the back burner and they shelved the uh, 11-inch model. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I believe, and correct me if I'm mistaken, anyone, I believe the 11-inch model became available only through the education channel at that time. Right. Whether it was stayed in that channel, I don't know. I don't know if they like said, it's going to be here until we run out. We're not making any more. Yeah. Or if it's still there or not, because I, I don't I mean, have I, access to that channel. I don't know how successful. I mean, you're very right that I think this could be a play that, like, oh, we're, we're losing the education market. They're not all doing iPads. Mm-hmm. Even iPads are kind of expensive compared to some of these right. Chromebooks. Some of them are you know, 299 less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but I don't think... I don't think even a cheaper MacBook Air at let's say six hundred dollars is mm-hmm. still going to be so mu- like it's twice as much right. as a Chromebook. I, and if you're a school and you have to buy a thousand of these things, I don't think yeah. that's in the budget. So, as a person who's used a lot of Chromebooks, though, even though they're cheap, they go out pretty quickly. Though, yeah, I, oh, I they're terrible. Be, yes. like, the, these cheap Chromebooks <laughs> are terrible. But almost. that's but but if you're the bean counter for a school district, that's not the consideration. The consideration is I can, I can do it or I can't do it at all. Like. Right. Well, I guess the idea is that you would eventually have to refresh those uh, Chromebooks, like as much early as the next year. Because I would sometimes go through yep. Chromebooks for about every two years. I'm, it does, it's those old ASUS ones that weren't yeah. great. But uh, but that that was kind of the direction I was thinking, of, that a MacBook Air would be a little bit more reusable than that. And by the way, one of the main reasons teachers were going away from the iPads as opposed um, they were wanting the Chromebooks more is you could attach more things easily to sure. a uh, to a Chromebook and uh, MacBook Air being the Air doesn't have as many right. easy ports on it either, but uh, it at least already has a keyboard uh, in without spending another hundred or two hundred dollars to get one on there. Right. I mean, yeah, and a USB port and stuff. You know, Mark so. on Twitter says I have an Air, a MacBook and a MacBook Air, and the MacBook is much more Air-like. I mean, I mean, the Air yeah. is already so old that when it came out, it was supposed to be so much smaller, lighter. And relying a lot more on cloud services, right? Yeah. Right. So, what's is there? Is it even viable as a, as a thing anymore? Well, I think I think the problem is that the MacBook, uh, it, it is the sort of successor to the Air in that in that way, but it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem, and they need they need something that's not thirteen hundred a light they, a light version. Yeah, they or they just need something that's eight hundred bucks or nine hundred bucks. They need they need something in that way, and they can't make. What a MacBook is with that design, they can't make it that cheap. You know, I don't think it, without it being really. Right. So we're going to see the so. MacBook C. Yeah, the it's plastic. It, it's, plastic back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, plastic. No, I don't think it'll be plastic. But uh, yeah, it'll. Yeah, I think they just need something cheaper. And I've been holding on this, so thank you for waiting, back Chody. Um, but back Chody wants to know is you know one it's switching to, should he switch to a MacBook? But is is it what like what? Should you hold out on buying a MacBook? You know, what's your what? What are your thoughts on that? Or does this like kind of rumor not really affect anything? I mean, I think I think if you're going for cheap, if if you're concerned about price, wait wait to see what this is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what what was the time frame on this? Are people saying it's going to be announced in March or WWDC? I think they were. I think yeah, they were saying like it's a, it's a, it's uh, soon. I think it was yeah this year. That's all I oh know. That just this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I feel like the the other nice thing is MacBook Airs have the old keyboard, which is way better than the new keyboard. <laughs> the MacBook's keyboard, just like the new MacBook Pro keyboards, is terrible. And, and I really worry that the new MacBook Air, whatever it is, is going to have the terrible keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, part of me knows it's going to happen. And that would be very sad. Well, it, it seems like the big so it seems like the big upgrade that people want in a MacBook Air is a Retina display. But 
It also seems to me that if Apple did that and it's a sub $1,000 machine, you're basically killing the MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you would have to, it'd have to have a clear difference in like processor right. performance and stuff like that. Yeah. To really, to really yeah. do that. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, the MacBook Air has become kind of this weird presence in the Mac lineup because it's it's the affordable laptop. But if you upgrade it in any way, you cut it, you're possibly cutting into MacBook sales. Yeah, and people love them still. Mm. I mean, yeah. they have old processors and low res screens, and they still love them because and these big old bezels. Yeah. Maybe they could just you know maybe if the, I still have an Air at home. Yeah, maybe if they don't update to Retina display, maybe they can at least. Trim the size of it by re- removing the, some of that bezel. Some yeah. maybe they could slap a USB C port on there. Not necessarily. I mean, get rid of the A or something. But just yeah. I don't want the MacBook like one USB C port and nothing else. <laughs> like that would be right. bad. It can't but, have more ports than the MacBook though. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Mark's suggesting that they add uh, cellular service. I I you know what I don't know why ha- they haven't done this on on their laptops all period. these laptops yet right. like it's so nice on an iPad Pro on a, on an option yeah. uh, as an option I don't I don't know why they don't mm-hmm. well, that's be another, what USB is yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> just another dongle man <laughs> it'll be another five dollar a month fee right, right. Uh, ten probably ten, yeah yeah, yeah. but that would still be great like just to have it as an option just like when you buy the cellular ipads you don't have to get service true and when you get service you just go in the menu and select your carriers and mm-hmm. stuff you don't have to like go get a different sim and all that you know so i i don't know what they've been waiting on windows laptops have had they've had cellular laptops for ages but not that many do it's a still a very small percentage it's a small percentage yeah. but again like it, it'd be the option that you could have and then there's a lot of business travelers that really love that so I know, I think it was just yesterday, they were making a big deal that the, the new Surface would actually probably have cellular uh, service on it. So Oh, the Surface laptop? Yes. Not mm-hmm. the, because um, all the, the, the Surface tablets uh-huh. the thing all have it's had the that laptop, as an option. Yeah. yeah, okay. And Gerard's saying, we, not to, since we're talking about Macs kind of in general, yeah. um, that they need a new entry-level desktop. Do you think there will ever be a Mac <laughs> Mini again? That's a good question. <laughs> the Mac Mini. The they, Mac. It, it's like Apple doesn't. They did, every time they ask, they never say, "Not nah, dead." But they're not going to say that. Right. It's a hobby, right? So, <laughs> there, there are three. Yeah, there are three products that are like in limbo. So it's the Mac Mini, the MacBook Air, and then there's the the laptop that people forget about, the 2015 MacBook Pro. That's actually still for sale at Apple. Yeah, and it's it's based it's a 2015 model. It's, I forget how much, I think it's. How did you not include the Mac Pro in there? That's well, that, still, that I mean. Well, that, I mean, it's been, quote, forgotten about, but Apple's already come out and said, oh, no, yeah, we're working Apple's on it. We're, on, it. we're yeah. on it. It's happening. Yeah. Don't worry. Still so, waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting, right. but we know they're working they're, on it. Yeah, they're doing that was, something. That was like two years ago. So, so uh, it was like early year. last year. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird that they would do it that early. Yeah. But yeah. No, but, we, yeah, no, we totally want a Mac Pro, but. Yes. But that's not going to be an affordable desktop. No, yeah. that's why we excluded that. <laughs> so Mac yeah. Mini, I, would they do a, a new See, Mac? I, I think I, what I was the point I was trying to going to get to at, with these three products is I think what Apple will do is basically update only the only updates they're going to get are processor updates because Intel cuts off the, the supply for them because they're old. 
processors and Apple and Intel decides that they're not going to make them in a certain amount of quantity anymore. And Apple goes, oh, okay, maybe we should just upgrade the processor then because you make that in quantity. So I think that's what yeah. will happen to those machines. But and the Mac Mini was pretty popular. And yeah. I don't think it was. I really? think it's one I of those things that people things. talk, like yeah. people, Apple fans talked about it. I don't think they sold a good volume of them. I've never really they, seen yeah. one in the wild outside yeah, of like Apple circles. So. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think a lot of people bought them. By the time you had to buy all the other parts, uh, a monitor and all this other, you know, you're almost in iMac territory. <laughs> I have two at home. My wife uses one, and she's not, you know, a demanding user. You know, most of the time she's working in email and spreadsheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, the old, then I took the one that she did have, the old one, and I attached it to my TV, and now it's my media server. Yeah. I'll go. So. I'll go one better on you. I think. Ooh, one up on you. <laughs> yeah, I think they should. I think they should kill off the the, the Mac, Mac Mini. Mini and have a compute stick. You see all those like Intel yeah, compute sticks and yeah, stuff. That would be. I think they should have that, and just just with like a DisplayPort interface or an HDMI interface, and just be like, it's a it's like a big Chromecast, right. like it's a big stick, and then you just. I well, mean, there has to be a mark market for it because. Like, you know, on the PC side, there's, like, the nooks, right? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a demand. And for a while, I was like, okay, I want to buy my parents a computer, but they definitely don't need anything heavier duty than a Mac Mini. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's wait for a Mac Mini to be updated before I buy it. All right, let's wait for <laughs> yeah, an update. And it never just, came. I'm just really curious about the volume they would sell and, and how much... Um, profit they can make off each one yeah. compared to selling iOS devices and stuff. Right. Yeah. But when the Mac Mini was introduced, it was introduced as the switcher machine. Yeah. So they had to make sure that it had all these ports. So I don't know if that's a marketing angle that Apple wants to take anymore. Yeah. So a stick would be that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And you know they can they can sell that and maintain a high margin on it still. And you know, make a lot of money off of that yeah. little machine. And it would be, you know, all wireless wireless peripherals are just right. hooked to your Bluetooth keyboards right. and trackpads. And I mean, they already want you to do that with their they, laptops. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you could probably also get a lot of people to transition maybe from PCs because if they already have a keyboard, they already have a monitor. Like, I don't want to buy everything again. Yeah. This would just be like an easy gateway. Uh, it could be cheaper than a Mac Mini. Yeah, it still wouldn't be cheap. It wouldn't be like Chromecast cheap or something. Right. It's got to be a real computer stick. But, yeah. but they could be a couple hundred bucks, three hundred dollars, something like that. And it seems like the kind of thing that somebody would buy in addition to what they have, and then maybe start using it, and they get in that ecosystem. So I don't know. Yeah, one of the things that drives me crazy about these products that are in limbo is that you know you know how old the Mac Mini is, and the price hasn't changed since. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so you kind of go, oh my. Apple is making bank on every sale of that because it's so old tech. And you know, it's cheap to. What's the to cheapest do. Mac Mini right now? It's four ninety nine. It's four ninety nine, and what's the storage? It's a uh, one point four gigahertz dual core i five, four gigabytes of memory, a five hundred gigabyte hard drive okay. until graphics uh, five thousand. But which, you oh, know, yeah, no, that's like a three-year, four-year-old yeah. processor. But you figure in uh, the 2% inflation, so it's actually, you know, at this point, <laughs> it's like 6% cheaper than it was sure. before. Right. So Technically. The, I mean, you could if you wanted to. You can buy a 2.8 gigahertz 
dual core i5, eight gigabytes of memory, and a one gigabyte t- fusion drive for nine ninety nine. Wow, wow. Mac Mini. Jesus, yeah. And you compare that. that to what's going on in in the Intel's, I mean, in the like the Windows space with the nukes and stuff, nukes, nukes, <laughs> whatever they call them, yeah. until they, I mean, it's it's laughable. <laughs> yeah. So they they either need to upgrade the Mac Mini or kill it in favor of some other sort of, yeah, quote affordable desktop computer. Well, Mark um, says if if the future is one device that does it all, then Apple would not update the Mac Mini. Um, he looks forward to yeah. when the iPhone 20 can run Final Cut Pro. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, do you think there would be kind of a dock? You know, like you mentioned, I think you mentioned maybe like Samsung has their decks. Yeah. You know, where you use your phone to dock into a monitor and keyboard and then you have, you know, that run basic stuff. If we get to that point where, you know, there's this greater you know, crossover between iOS and macOS that they're talking about. Sure, I could definitely see that. And I would love that, honestly. And, uh, you know, and that was one of the, you know, it was almost a joke, but there was some seriousness to it. In a recent article that I wrote saying that one reason why they don't, you know, do a better job of making the iPad Pro a, you know, a desktop replacement is because it effectively would, and you wouldn't need a, a MacBook Air and things like that. Uh, but uh, I, I do, you know, think that would be perfect just to get to that point. So Yeah. They got a ways to go. Yes, they do. Yeah. So MacBook Air, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I mean, soon. The one thing about the MacBook Air is it does have a headphone jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Can no, I can't it. have that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's can... got to go. That's the only update. <laughs> they, they release a new MacBook Air this year. It's exactly the same, but no headphone jack. Yeah. Well, the reason why I bring up the headphone jack is because there are rumors that Apple is working on a pair of headphones to kind of complement the AirPods. So not earphones that like we have on now, right. but we're talking cans. Over the he- your cans. Yes. So. Yeah, that's no, it's, the, the, it's the weirdest idea. It is the weirdest idea. I get it, but it does seem a little I don't know backwards isn't the right you know what I mean it just seems if, if they didn't own beats I would totally get this right right if, you know but right, they right. but this is beats bread and butter like yeah. is is the cans right mm-hmm. in stuff yeah. and and so for apple to make an apple branded own thing that sort of competes with its own that's yeah. that's what seems weird to me about it yeah do you think that uh people who you know apple thinks that people would rather have an apple branded product than beats yes Yes, I do too. Yeah, and I think I, that's one of the yeah. reasons they're going I think, for it. Yeah, I think they do, or at least there's a segment of the population, and I think it's going to be more like HomePod in the sense that I would not be at all surprised if there was some A series processor in there that was doing all the like HomePod. They make a big deal about how it's it's doing all, all this processing with the AA to like make sure the base doesn't overwhelm and doesn't distort and do all these. Stuff. I would not be surprised if they were doing all that stuff mm-hmm. in these headphones and doing. The best noise canceling you ever heard, and all this other like. Ad- yeah. I mean, they already do that in the HomePod in order for it to understand your voice yes. when there's all this stuff going on. There's some serious process. So, uh, what maybe it's going to have like five different microphones <laughs> in every direction, and it's going to do this amazing <laughs> noise canceling. Cost a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, the, so Sony has a pair of cans right now that does some really awesome. Uh, stuff where it it does great noise canceling if you just want to cancel noise, but you can also put it in a mode where you're like I'm out walking around and stuff, and it will 
uh, it'll reduce a lot of background noise, like steady regular background noise, but it'll let through sounds like people talking or like, you know, a, a car horn, stuff like that, like certain frequencies of sounds it lets through. So you're not dangerously unaware of your surroundings, right? And can't you put on your uh, cup, of, cup, one of your... Uh, on one of the cans and the noise canceling temporarily turns off so you can talk to someone close to you? Yeah, things like that. Yes. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff like that that um, already exists in, say, Sony's noise canceling headphones that Apple could be do- that plus the next level of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so they could do some neat stuff, but it still t- directly competes with Beats. Like, I don't, I kind of don't know why they're not just doing all these features in a, in a Beats headphone. Right. Yeah. AirPods made sense because they were getting rid of the headphone jack. They had to sell it as a benefit. They had to go, but you can get this Apple thing, and it's so much better than your old headphones. And, and in, in retrospect, we've all made fun of it. <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect, it ended up kind of being great, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not the same. There are it, wireless headphones exist, noise canceling headphones exist. So they're gonna have to do something special. And Ian says, uh, "I will not buy Beats, but." would buy Apple logoed ones. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would be that way. Yeah. I mean, as how long much as they're not glossy white. That would do no, in giant no, I cans. No. I want cans in the shape of the Apple logo. No you don't. <laughs> no you don't. No. John that would make Johnny the eyes head explode. Stopped. Yeah. But that would be really funny if they were like Apple. No, the space apples. gray. But how much of their teams like the Beats team overlaps with you know, on the Apple side, do they I don't overlap think at all? I don't think, I don't think, think a lot. I think they're they communicate. I, you know, some of the Beat stuff uses Apple's uh, wireless chips now. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of overlap. So I'm interested to know what the why that viewer doesn't like Beats. So I, I and I know there are several reasons. I know, I've heard of several Dre. reasons, but I like to know <laughs> the specifics. So, but you know, Beats has a, you know, it has a certain style connotation attached to it. Yep. Yeah. It, you know, people talk about how it's super bass heavy and that some right. people don't prefer that. You know, it's geared towards a certain type of popular music and when it's cold know, so. it's nice to have over the air headphones though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There I see people in the gym working out with over the ear headphones. Like yeah. some people just love them. I, can I don't understand them. that yes. and yeah. I just but yeah. And Ian said it's the poor sound. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. like the sound. Yeah. yeah I, I don't like the way most Beats headphones. The studio ones are, are actually much better, but most Beats headphones, yeah, I don't like the yeah. way that they are tuned for the type of sound that they're they're tuned to. And Elf uh, on Twitter is saying it doesn't compete because Apple fans don't buy Beats; they buy Bose. Yeah, and I I will say that I have the That's Bose uh, Quiet Comfort 35s myself. I mm-hmm. walked to my I walked out of the office every day wearing my Quiet Comfort. So uh, you're actually right on with that one. So. Yeah, <laughs> they they definitely I think want to compete with with Bose, but I, I'm a little surprised they're just not doing it within the Beats brand. My son had a pair of he got a pair of Beats headphones and then he cracked them, <laughs> and I felt sorry for him. So I gave him a, my uh, V Moda headphones with, that I loved, but I wasn't really using them. So I gave them to him, and he was like, "Whoa, what? <laughs> These sound awesome!" Yeah, I was just kind of like, "That's why I liked them." And he was like almost ashamed at it that he took them from me. He was like, "You can have them back if you want." I went, "No, you can have them." Yeah. <laughs> just you know, just, just we should mention that even this rumor, it's like the HomePod. Apparently, this project has started and stopped a few times. Yeah. Within Apple, and they've even kind of the the insiders who tipped off people about this said, and it might be get killed. Like this mm-hmm. may not even really happen. 
Yeah. And if it does happen, they're not expecting it before the end of this year. Yeah. Which is I, when I expect Apple would launch a yeah. product like this anyway. But yeah, I totally think that they should avoid the white though because the, if you walk around san francisco here so many people like me actually wear the cans when they're yeah. walking around so people just be going down the sidewalk riffing those things off their heads. They're, they're gonna have to do white but as long as it can't be the glossy kind of white that right. their current headphones they have to be a matte color and they gotta do like a matte black and and maybe a project red or something like a that. rose gold yeah, Rose Gold. Oh, that would sell so good. Oh. It would be huge in China. It would be huge. That would be huge in the U.S. <laughs> and and Twitter is, you know, they're kind of like, they're saying, they're, it's it's like your son, Roman. Uh, beats are for kids. Yes. So. No, yeah, there's a definite, you know, it's funny. I have two teenage boys, and in the past, well, I, well starting in the seventh grade, they be, became very brand conscious. Mm-hmm. But it's not even like... You know, you would think, you know, to us, you know, there's Apple, there's like what Nike and a few other brands that are very, but no, to them it's like Ape and Supreme. Mm. There's like another level I, that you know, it's it's that's geared toward a very youth, young crowd and yeah, and it's expensive stuff too. And it's but not often not that good. I mean, they're really the selling quality the quality is like yeah yeah they're selling a name. Yep. And they become very brand conscious and Beats is a popular brand, but they don't understand that they don't they're, they're, they have not yet made gotten over the whole style over substance thing, you know. They haven't, you know. They're teenagers. That's what teenagers do. So. Yeah. Adults are like that too, Roman. There are a lot yeah. of adults like <laughs> there that. There are a lot of yes. adults like that. So some people would say a lot of pe- Apple people are Ooh. like that. That's uh, true. A lot of people <laughs> would say that. I think one thing about the Beats brand, though, is that they are very flashy, showy headphones. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, talking about how they're, you know, Beats are for kids. <laughs> and uh, that an older crowd would like something a little bit more understated. And I think we would get that from an Apple brand. And, uh, you know, like the Bose ones, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm passing people to see if they have quiet comforts, too, you kind of have to look closely. And uh, I think that's uh, something that we would get out of Apple, too. So Yeah. Well, the one thing about um, the one thing I would like to Apple headphones to come out relatively soon, so I can listen to my iTunes LPs. <laughs> Which ones do you have? <laughs> while while you can, while, while they can. last. <laughs> because our next topic is the end of iTunes LP. Apparently, a email was leaked to a British website saying that Apple is going to discontinue uh, the iTunes LP and. I want to know how many people who are watching actually have one iTunes LP. I don't. Because <laughs> when, when this story came out. I don't even out, know. <laughs> I might and I don't know it. I don't even kind of know how to find them. Yeah. It's so. Well, most of this stuff seems like, you, you know, uh, we were having an interesting discussion in Slack yesterday. And, you know, uh, Martin Williams was like, oh, kids don't know what an LP is anymore. You know, long play records and yeah. stuff. So there, there is that. But, you know, I was explaining that it was this, the, L, the iTunes LP was this experience where you had, uh, you know, very flashy notes. And you had, you know, live shows packed in there and stuff. But I did, I was looking through it. And most of the, the stuff that you see from it, the artists and everything, they appeared to be older groups. As you were saying, there was mm-hmm. the Beatles. They did that whole beat, the whole Beatles thing. I think it was like twenty four albums, and uh, they did a lot from Queen. But uh, there's very very few people. I, I saw one from Beyonce. I saw none from Kanye West. None from uh, Ed Sheeran. And uh, I was just kind of looking for more modern names. But it's it's more older stuff, more classic stuff. Back from when 
you know, when you actually call the, an album an LP. Right, people who know what an LP is. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mo- mostly that, yeah. There was, there's a few modern names in there, but they're not their newest albums. Yeah. Yes. Um, Wikipedia has a list of all of them, and it's something yeah. like 400 albums right. over the last is this eight and a half years, I think. That they, yeah. since they launched iTunes yeah. LP, that's not a great number <laughs> when you think about it. When you think about right. all the music releases out yeah. there, I notably, think, there's oh. no U two. Well, there was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, weirdly, what, there's was no the free YouTube. album no, that was, was, was that it? Was uh, that an iTunes LP? I don't Probably. think there, I don't there think was, was no U two. It was yes. so. they, um, <laughs> the free album that Apple gave out to everyone that freaked everyone out. Yeah, I well, don't I, think that was an iTunes LP. I don't see a well. I don't see too many comments, but Alf, who is one of our you know heavy Apple users, says end of iTunes LP is the worst thing to happen in music since <laughs> the birth of MP3 album art. So yeah, th- that that is a kind of a sad thing that yeah. you know the. It it should be noted that this does not mean buying albums is going away yeah. or buying right. buying music as opposed to just the, the Apple Music subscription model. Doesn't That's mean a good those point. things are going away. That's not mentioned anywhere in the. I mean, some of the, some of the reports. The original report yeah. this came from from Metro, I think, in the, the UK. Metro UK yeah. Was like the headline was like, uh, they're going to stop selling music. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't yeah. say oh, that. Yeah, it doesn't say that anywhere. <laughs> it only says this iTunes LP format, which, right. which packed in some like making of videos and special liner notes and interactive yeah. things. It was the extended C, expanded CD, extended CD, whatever they call it, enhanced, enhanced CD. It was the yes. enhanced CD yes. of the iTunes Store. Um, yeah. that's what's going away. And, and yeah. they're going to stop taking new ones at the end of this month, and then they're going to phase out selling them throughout the year. If you have one, you can still download it, but that's, that's about it. Right. And Drawer says, I got many LP iTunes of the Beatles. Yeah, and yeah. that seems yeah. to be the most I popular those ones. those are the ones, yeah. Yep. And, yeah. and I th- you kind of, if you just bought the whole album, you just you got that. That's the format you got. You got right. the iTunes LP. I think people would have probably bought the album if they didn't have the extra stuff on on there yeah i would have well here's the thing if you're actually interested in that type of experience the actual vinyl lp is kind of making a you know a comeback right Mm -hmm. now and so if you're interested in that real physical experience of actually looking at it that i think that's what you're going to get as opposed to this digital thing that's kind of cumbersome to look at on your phone my niece is super into to records now yes like uh, she lives in new orleans so she can find record stores Mm -hmm. and she goes in a record store and and the the record player i got her it's a you know it's a turntable record player, but they've got Bluetooth now, so nice. you can like hook mm. up a speaker. And stuff. Very nice, you know. So you don't have to get rid of all your modern amenities uh-huh. just because you're going vinyl. Of course, it's not mobile at all, but yeah. yeah. Isn't uh, Record Store Day coming up soon? I, I, I thought I, I heard something that Record Store because a bunch of uh, artists are releasing special vinyl mm-hmm. albums for this particular day. So. Yeah. Uh, I I'll look that up. Real Vinyl's kind of overtaking CDs now because it's yes. like why why get a C? There's a reason why people get a vinyl, but why get a CD over downloading it is is part of the. Who has know, it, who even now. has CD players anymore? They're, they're like maybe in your car, but you've already got Bluetooth in your car. Most cars, just, I feel like, don't even come with it. Anymore. I have a '95 Ford Mustang. <laughs> I didn't bring it here, but yeah, it still has a CD player. So I was still buying CDs yeah. as early as last my, month. My Prius has a CD player. <laughs> it, it's, I've never used it once. I, I've I would. <laughs> they're so not used that some of the phone mounts right yeah. go right. into the CD <laughs> slot. <laughs> Yeah. No, my car has a CD player, yeah, and it's three years old. It has and how often do you use it? I've never used it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So, 
Yeah. And I've actually considered, I have a car mount. I've mentioned before, I have a car mount that I don't like and I need to buy a new one. I'm thinking yeah. of using this. I, I can't because board. mine, it would block the screen. My phone oh, would just be all in front of the screen, yeah. just where my CD player yeah. is on mine. But yeah, so. that's it's an option. <laughs> oh, I'd also like to say there's a certain show-off factor with, you know, LPs and final oh, albums yeah. and stuff. I have two on display at my desk. They're signed. And uh, I wouldn't really think of doing the same thing with CDs, you know, putting them out. And, you know, yeah, that they're signed. it's not the same at all. And so, you know, I think iTunes LPs were going for that same experience of the beautiful physical album. But there's nobody to show it off to. You're just kind of enjoying it yourself. And I yeah, think that's part of the that's, experience. That's true. The digital like, what are you going to do? Yes. Like, like, put your iPad up. Look at all my LPs. <laughs> Prop it up somewhere. No. Plus, if it's digital, I expect a lot of that stuff to be free. It's like, all right, give me the lyrics yeah, for free. Like, right. why, why would yeah. I pay for that? Well, I mean, they yeah. do have the lyrics yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for almost everything yeah. on iTunes already. And it made sense eight and a half years ago when everything didn't have every making of a music video and everything on iTunes. I mean, on uh, YouTube. Yeah. But YouTube now has completely everything. taken over yeah. that. So between music subscription and I, I, I'm not surprised they're, you know, cutting off dead weight yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, record store day, in case you're wondering, is April 21st. Okay. Oh, it's coming so. up. Right, yeah. right after four twenty, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> right. yeah, that's bad timing. Yeah. There, 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 it should have it should have been a day earlier. That's bad timing. You might actually want to spend the evening of four twenty sitting outside your record store, just you know, and pass out in the morning. Have the records for four twenty would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you have a record store even near you, you might want to patronize your local record store on four on four twenty one. So, yep. but there are supposed to be some special releases by certain by particular artists. So, yeah. but no iTunes LP. No iTunes LP. That is uh, going away. So, um, I think that does just about does it for today's this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast. Uh, before we go, I'd like to do a plug. So, we have a new show that yeah uh, debuted yesterday. Who's in it? Who's in it? That's a good question. It stars our own Leif Johnson and Dan Masuoka. That's me. That's him. In the same spot that so. I always am. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leif, you want, can you tell us a little bit of, of Apple Arcade? Can you tell us? Uh, yes. Uh, so, yesterday we had our first show of Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade is a game where I talk about Mac gaming and iOS and uh, talk about in the ways that it kind of sucks and so it talks about the ways that it can be cool. And so, give you an idea of some of the limitations. In our first episode, we talked about how to stream games from other systems, mainly PC and Xbox One, to your Mac. And so, we did that with OneCast, which is a new app, and we did that with NVIDIA's GeForce Now and went off pretty successfully. But the problem is, we're not actually using our Macs. In the future, we will we'll show off some Mac <laughs> games and uh, we'll possibly show off some peripherals too. And if there's something cool, like a really powerful I, I, um, iOS game coming to iPad Pro or something, I'd be happy to show off that too and possibly even get some developers in here from the uh, the local area. So uh, if you have any ideas for what you'd like to see on the show, just send me a tweet at Leif Johnson. That's L-E-I-F Johnson, G-O-H-N-S-O-N. And thank you. Hope, hope to see you. That one cast is amazing. Yes. That's really impressive. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show yesterday. Thank uh, you. But yeah, uh, it'll be, it's Tuesdays. Yeah. Tuesdays at 11. At 11 a.m. Pacific. Do we have a podcast feed for it up yet? I mean, we only done the ones yet, so I don't know if we're. 
Well, it'll be video coming. only. Yeah, be, it's video. Yeah. Video podcast. So we're not so. going to do a podcast on this because you really need to see it. You need to see it. You yeah. Need yeah. To see so we're not yeah. going to do an audio podcast. No audio for okay. that yeah. show. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you want an audio only version, sorry. It's, it's I mean, it's a very visual thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and the idea, the idea is there's not a lot of stuff out there that shows actual Mac performance. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff for PCs, but not so much for Mac. And I, yeah. and I think uh, we could really fill a niche there. So, yeah. so you can catch it on our Twitter stream, on Facebook. YouTube. And on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not live. We'll figure all this out. Yeah. So uh, if you can't catch it live, we, we, we will post a video after yep. the show, just like we do at the Macworld Podcast. Yep. So check that out. And you can check out the next episode of the Macworld Podcast next week. Wednesday is 10 a.m. Pacific. Hope you can join us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.